whoever controls the story controls your life. So if let's say you are relying on external validation, you are not in control of your life and it's scary. But if you are the one that controls your story, means you are empowered. You keep the power in your court, right? So then you decide what you want. Hi, this is Eric here and you're listening to Hashtag Highly Sought After. Our guest for today is a very well-known celebrity in Singapore and his first brush with fame was actually when he was six years old without him knowing. So one day, Chen Huifen, a very well-known actress, was uh, doing a show at court. He was there, six-year-old boy, enjoying the show, got photo, and his photo ended up on national paper. So that was his first brush with fame. Uh, his official brush with fame was actually with the inaugural Singapore Idol. And so if I say his name, you probably know who he is already. Uh, that whole show started his 14-year journey as an actor, as a model, as a singer. But what was really worth noting is in 2013, he landed a contract uh, with a Taiwanese agency. His song, a year later, broke into top 10 of many of the Taiwanese radio. And then he landed himself back in Singapore. Yay! Singapore Pride. Uh, he's in this very first long-form documentary or long-form show called Tang Ling, uh, which recently just ended. And he's none other than Mr. Matt Ho. Very luscious Hello. career. Oh my God, I'm struggling with your introduction. <laughs> now, I, I have to mention something though. Uh, many people see you as an actor, performer, singer, but you guys need to know that he's also a budding entrepreneur. So in today's interview, we're also going to talk about his business, his mindset, and everything about marketing and branding, right? So uh, stay with us on the show. So question number one, since yep. you're a songwriter as well, yep. if you were to write an album, right? Uh, uh, if you write a song about your entire life, what would the title be? It'll be unapologetic. Wait, what? Unapologetic. But why? Like, because I don't regret any of the things that I've done. I mean, the good and the bad, mm -hmm. you know, because I always think that there is uh, things that I can learn from it. And also, sometimes I do things that people may or may not understand. Mm -hmm. And I don't really feel a need to explain it to them, <laughs> you know, because as long as I know what my reason or my objective is, then then I'm at peace with that, you know? So unapologetic what would be what would be some uh, key things that you've done that mm. people kind of react to key things that i've done because yeah. you had a very illustrious career like 14 years you know? yeah i well i guess yeah 14 years is a pretty long yeah, time it's a long time it's more than a decade <laughs> <laughs> no i feel so old uh, no no you, you started uh, young <laughs> well i i think um when i first you know like we reposition myself mm. from an actor to a singer yeah um, people took issue with that, you know. I think sometimes, I think most people don't really like change. Most people like to just put a label or pigeonhole you with yeah. something. Right. Uh, but I think what is what I want people to realize actually is that you know we are all human beings, mm -hmm. right? And you know we are, in a sense, I I think we are limitless. You know, I think, I think we shouldn't just say, okay, this person is good at what, so he should only do this. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, if you feel in your heart that, okay, maybe you want to try something else, yeah. then by all means do it. Yeah. You know, it, you, why do you need to limit yourself to one thing for the rest of your entire life? I mean, people say life is short, but at the same time, life is really long as well. Yeah. 
You know? Yeah, if, if you're not enjoying your life, life is long. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, if you enjoy it, then life is short. Exactly. Yeah. And I think a lot of it has to do with like mindset as well. So if you're of like a growth mindset, if let's say you're always looking to to be that one percent better, mm. right? Then you want to you want to get better, you want to improve, you want to try different things. Put your take yourself out of the comfort zone because that is where the biggest growth happens when you're uncomfortable. I mean, you know, like even, even how when you go to the gym, right? How yeah. do you build muscle? You're actually creating like, okay. like, like, yeah, micro tears yeah. in your muscle fibers, right? And then like it patches it up and then yeah, like your muscle grows bigger, right? So it's the same thing with any personal growth. You have to go through a bit of discomfort. You have to go through a bit of pain even in order to grow and, and get to the next level. But do you start off knowing that one day you're going to be a performer? Um, well, I've always liked music since mm. young. Um, I, my mom told me that, you know, when she was expecting me, yeah. she used to like play the guitar. Ah, uh, mommy's taking off. <laughs> you want your children to be like, no, start playing the guitar. And I okay. actually, um, started playing the piano at three. Well, you're a prodigy. No, no, no. I mean, I started before started lessons. Learning. Yeah. Okay, okay. yeah. And, and I mean, what a lot of people don't really know is yeah. I actually have a grade eight in piano. Just that I think I'm really rusty right now, but I do have a great eight in piano. And, um, so, so yeah, I mean, music has always been a part of my life. And, you know, interestingly, maybe, maybe from a young age, I kind of knew that, that people wouldn't really like it if I said I wanted to be a singer. Because, you know, in primary school, sometimes you talk to people, right? Yeah. And say, hey, what do you want to be when yeah. you grow up? Astronaut. Yeah, or a doctor yeah, or whatever, yeah, right? Yeah. So I really wanted to be a singer, but I I didn't I didn't want people to laugh at me. So what do you tell So it? I said um, maybe a teacher or a psychologist. You I mean, <laughs> it's, it's something. It's still something that is respectable of course, and of practical. Course. I think yeah. because being a Singaporean, we are all very practical. So saying something I want to be a singer just sounds so impractical, right? So maybe from a young age, I kind of knew that. So that's why I didn't dare to say that hey, I want to be a singer. And then what gave you the courage to sign up for the inaugural Singapore Idol? Well, interestingly, it's because, um, you know, I think the entertainment industry is a bit mysterious in mm. the sense that, you know, it's not like you can you can just open the newspapers and find job <laughs> yeah, listings. Right. I mean, you mean I want to be a singer. Yeah, back in the day, you know, yeah, we still look at newspaper listings, yeah, right? Correct. And, and, you know, so, so nobody knows how to get in, right? Yeah. So it was all very mysterious to me. So I, I kind of like just shoved the idea to the back of my head. Um, but it was in, I think, was it two, the early 2000s? Yeah. That's when American Idol was like huge, yes, right? So I'm like, oh, so this is how you do it. Yeah. And, and so when, when Singapore Idol came around, yes. I was like, okay, you know, it's now or never, Your right? What's so yeah. What was your audition song? Do you remember? Oh my god, it was so bad. Um, okay, the thing is, I think what people don't know is because of copyright clearance. Yeah. So you can only choose from a certain list of songs. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. it wasn't my ideal choice of song, but yeah. among all the songs there, I think that was the only one I knew, and it was "My Baby You" by Mark Anthony. Oh my god, it was oh, horrible. Oh, so you didn't even get to prepare a song. You go there and they tell you what song. Uh, no, you do get a little bit of time okay. to prepare, like maybe one or two days. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and and then you do it, and of course, you know, at that time I was uh really young and inexperienced yeah. and I was going up against people who had been like singing for years, you know. I think Joanna Dong was in Singapore Idol, yeah. right? Yeah. She was the first I one think, I think, you know, it, it's, it's pretty interesting that 
uh, among all the different Singapore idols, the first one actually produced quite a lot of people that are still around today. Exactly. These are like a true group, yeah, really like, legit like performance. People like uh, Taufik Batissa, yeah. uh, Olinda Cho, Joanna Dong, mm. Daphne Koo, mm. who is now known as Haneri. And I think she's, she's found a bit of success in the, in the States as well. Very nice. Okay. Yeah, as a songwriter, you know, so yeah. So, so that was where it is. So after this whole competition, mm. then you were offered many, many contracts, right? Uh, not many, many but there <laughs> was some, like, yeah. there was some, yeah. um, I, I think what happened was, um, at that time I was offered a modeling contract yeah. after the audition. I mean, after my performance Correct. at Singapore Idols, I only made it to top 30, you know, but, um, Hey, it's no mean feat. Okay. Thank top you. 30 to be able to, be able to get in you know, the yeah. balls to sing and express and be yourself. Well, yeah. I think what was what was interesting is that my stay in the media industry didn't happen by accident, if it makes sense. Yeah. Because, you know, at that time I was thinking, okay, so now I have like a tiny foot in the door, right? I have like my 15 minutes of fame. How do I, how do I like turn that into a career? Yes. Right. And, and honestly, I had no idea how I would do it, but I just, put the intention out there because it was something that I really wanted, you know? And soon after, like, I think in a matter of weeks, actually, um, a modeling agent called me out mm. because interestingly around that time also, you know, um, I kind of like wanted to earn a bit of pocket money. So yeah. before that I had, I had submitted, um, some photos okay. to modeling agents, different modeling agencies, yeah. um, just because I needed pocket money. It wasn't even like, I want to be famous kind yeah. of thing, right? Um, so, so of course, at the time, you know, some of the agencies would say, oh yeah, we need you to take like proper portfolio shoots right. and all that. I'm like, I have no money. Okay, so it's not happening, right? Yeah. But after Idol, one of those agencies called me back and yeah. said, hey, look, I, I saw you on TV. I think you have a face for TV and commercials. You know, would you like to join us? So I'm like, yeah, sure, okay. Yeah, will you take photos for me? <laughs> so, so yeah, yeah so, so I actually landed my very first um campaign was for a telco company um it was an, an island-wide campaign got it Whoa. i landed that with a casual snapshot it wasn't even a proper <laughs> right right now i i don't even know how i landed that job because it was a really horrible photo i'm gonna, I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna find it. <laughs> i was I, I was in rehearsal clothes yes right so and it was just taken using a regular like compact camera Correct. And then you put it island-wide. No, 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 no. I said I landed the job with that with photo. With just that photo. Because I said I have no money to do yeah. like a proper portfolio yeah. shoot, right? So it was really just a casual snapshot. And I'm like, wow, the, the client, I mean, I think I'm really thankful to that mm. client, you know, and, and interestingly also because for telco companies, normally every year they would want like fresh new faces. Yes. They actually came back to look for me again the second year. Yeah. So... I mean, I'm very curious. I mean, most of the people watching this probably do not, they, they have not have access to your world. Mm. So when you were there in Singapore Idol, and then after that, you did a bit of modeling, you probably have met a lot of other artists, right? Mm. What was your first impression? Like when you go in, what was it like? Do you go like, wow, everything is so glitzy? Or you go like, huh, okay, it's not as amazing as I thought it was. What went on your mind when you, when you um... encountered all this? You know, strangely, I have never, 
I don't think I have been very impressed with fame. Oh, <laughs> it sounds so weird. Uh, yeah, but tell us more. About that. It what sounds so yeah. weird, but uh. I think I was in a mindset where I just wanted to learn and absorb everything. I Take wanted to mindset. know how things worked. Oh, okay. You know, so like some of these artists and all that, I'm like, I, I mean, like I would talk to them. Like I think a lot of the veteran artists in yeah. in Singapore are really generous. Yeah. Like you know, if you ask them nicely, they are more than happy to share their experience with you and all that. And I did learn a lot from from like a lot of them. Like they're very generous with their time and with their wisdom. So I think I think I was just like trying to absorb as much Amazing, as I like could. Amazing, like a sponge, right? Just... Yeah. Well, yeah. did they teach you life lessons as well? Did they share with you about life, or is it everything about tactical? Oh no! I mean, yeah, I I think life, uh, life lessons. Um, because you know, when it comes to say acting, for example, it is, it is an art, right? Yeah. So it's not just about technique. Of course, some things are technique, but at the end of the at the end of the day, you are really telling a story. Mm. And you know, one advice that uh, a piece of advice that was given to me was read a lot. Mm, read a lot right because i mean not everybody's life is very like very sad yeah Yeah. you know korean drama and and, and, i mean of course i do think acting i do think many people become better actors as they become older and they experience more of life but you know when you're in your early 20s i mean not everybody has a very sad background. Yeah, exactly. And even then also, the things that you experience may be limited yeah. to certain characters that you might need to portray. Yes. So I think it's important to like read a lot and you know talk to different people, find out their stories and all that. So I think that that is uh, that is a valuable lesson that I learned from there. And it also helped me become a better person. It helped me um, empathize yeah. better with people. You know, sometimes... Sometimes people act out in certain ways, Correct. right? And it's so easy to just be reactionary to that, yeah. you know. But I think as an actor, a lot of times I'm I'm kind of like asking, like, okay, what is the process? Why is this person acting out this way? Mm. And that is actually exercising my empathy muscle. Yeah, you know. To say that. Yeah, yeah. And so that was acting, right? So you did yeah. modeling, then you did acting, and then you went into singing. Yeah. But that was your first love, right? Because you said that singing. Yeah, was it fun. was my first love. So How did you stumble into singing then. I d- I didn't really stumble into singing. I think um, so. In I think after so, obviously singing didn't happen straight yeah, away exactly, from, yeah. from Singapore right. Idol. But you know, because at the back of my mind, I I had. I had the idea of like, okay, how do I extend my stay mm. in the entertainment industry? Yes. So, I said, okay, fine whatever opportunity comes i will just take it and you know make a detour yeah i mean many roads lead to rome right yes but the road doesn't necessarily have to be like a completely straight and smooth road sometimes it's like a winding road right and you know there'll be some people that say ah but you know i'm taking so long to get to my destination yeah but at the same time if let's say you come from a mindset whereby okay yeah you know i'm taking the long route or the scenic route yeah but there's other things I can see there. There's other things I can learn. There's other people I can meet along the way. And you know what? If you go in with an open mind, you like I found that that I have benefited so much more from that. 
So, so you enjoy I, the process of enjoying, yeah, yeah, enjoy the process like divorce the outcome and marry the process. Oh, right? uh, say that one more time, it's very good. This, very okay, this didn't come from me, <laughs> of course. It, it was very cool. It was from it was from a mentor. So yeah. basically, divorce the outcome, divorce the outcome, and marry the process. Love it. So that was, that was you, right? That was what you did, yeah, because too many yeah. people they, they are so obsessed with wanting the results, getting to the yes. end, yes, that they kind of miss the forest for the trees. You know, and and there are many valuable things that you can learn from even taking a detour. Mm. I mean, of course, I wouldn't say detour until you lose your way. Of, yes, you know. You but uh, I mean, of, there are also cases whereby you take a detour and you realize, hey, actually, I think I have a greater calling in this way, and that and that's okay yeah. as well. So that's the beauty of life, you know. I mean, as long as you're open to it and you just go with the flow, you you never know where you might end up. And, and whether it's right for you or not right for you, only you know. Mm. You know, I, I, I think a lot of people are too concerned with what other people think of them or, or you know, society's idea of success or, yes. or whatever. And it stresses them out. And then they try to reach for that and then they, do, they don't feel fulfilled. And then they like, you know, like 10, 20 years later, they just become like really bitter angry people. Because Matt, I mean, you've been in this career long enough, and I, mm. I was just sticking out for a drink just now. You know, just grab a drink, and everybody's eyeballing you. And I mean, obviously, people know you. Okay, people mm. know you. Ha- has fame changed you? Hmm. Well, I'll be lying to say if it if it didn't. Mm. Uh, but I think it puts things into perspective for me. Um, you need to like like for me, I'm very clear on, I'm very clear on like my objectives for fame. There are some people that love fame for the sake of fame, fame, yeah, right. I'm not one of those people. I mean, I honestly, I think fame can be inconvenient sometimes. There's no denying that there are perks from that. Yes, but I think my approach is, you know, I don't go somewhere expecting something just because, like, I'm famous or whatever. Mm. I mean, if it happens, you know, you I, I, I be, I be grateful for yeah. it. Yeah, but you know, like, if I go somewhere, if I have to queue, I will queue. You know. Um, if I'm offered to like jump the queue or something, if maybe a bouncer or whoever recognizes yes. me, okay, and then they want to, then I'll just I'll just say thank you thank and you. be grateful for it, yeah. you know. But I don't I don't go like, do you know who I am? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I, mean I, I have friends who <laughs> yeah. say, oh, you know, why don't you just use? I'm like, guys, come on, seriously. Yeah. And that's like the number one way to become annoying. So, but but you say that it it it, it gives you perspective, right? It gives me perspective, perspective because. Because, I mean, you know, ultimately, I'm in a people business, yes. right? I'm nice, but I'm not stupid. I know when people want to know me for me or when people want to get something out of me. Mm. Sometimes I let them get away with it, but that doesn't mean I'm not aware of it. Wow. So you, you become more discerning? Mean? More discerning, yeah. I think my meter is higher as well. <laughs> okay. Especially the older I get, you know, the mm. less patience I have for I'm somebody who... Who, um, like, if I decide I want to do something, I go out and I do it. So, what's more important to you then? Like, what keeps you on this process? Well, because we talk about enjoying the process, right? So, what is it about the process that you enjoy? Mm, I enjoy creating. Ah, I enjoy okay. creating. Um, that's like the the creative process. I enjoy taking an idea. Yes. Like it's like really something from the from the ether, right? Okay. And like manifesting it into like physical reality yeah. so i still remember the very first um music video that i did 
Does that unleash? Yeah, yeah. So that was, I love it. You guys watch it. We'll, we'll play some of it later. But yeah, tell, tell us everything about the behind. That the was back in 2012. Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> the moment when I stepped into the studio, and like everybody was there. I mean, most of them were my friends, like people that I had worked with before. Yes. They came on board. Like the studio was being set up, and everybody was just busy in the studio. And I'm like, oh my god, these like 30 odd people were all there for me. Oh, like, like, oh, it's just such oh, a, it's just such a, yeah, it was a very, it was a very humbling moment, okay. you know, yeah. because it was, it was, um, it was a moment where I realized that these are people who believed in my vision yes. and oh. were willing to, you know, put aside their time and their resources to do this with me and for me. And, and that is something that to this day, I will never forget. Yeah. Well, tell us more about that. So what, what was Unleash about? I mean, I always feel that every song that you create always kind of communicate an aspect of your life, right? Yep, for sure. So what does Unleash mean to you back then when you wrote that song? Um, well, I think the net whole story has always been about, you know, um, pursuing your dreams and stuff because I strongly believe that, that you know, you need to resonate with your highest purpose mm. if you want to be happy. Let's repeat that. You need to resonate with your highest, highest purpose, purpose if you want to be if you want to be happy. A lot of people chase happiness, but happiness is not in the material things. It's in the intrinsic things. It's in the non-material things. You know, it's about meaning. It's about purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think a lot of people do what society tells them to do. Yeah. Uh, uh, they do what their parents tell them to do. They do everything by the book. So by definition, they are good people, right? Yeah. Because I did everything the way that the world tells Compliant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but why do they end up not happy? Mm. Yeah, they, do, they end up not happy because maybe for some reason, you know, especially Asian parents, sometimes they can be like really like tiger parents yes. or, or whatever, right? Say, so, you no, know, you need to grow up and become a doctor, doctor or whatever. Yeah. I mean, some people want to be doctors and that's okay. But yeah. maybe what if you want to be... You you want to be I don't know an, an artist or, or something, yeah. but then, I want to be a zookeeper. Yeah, right. yeah, but then you know, it's, oh, there's no money in zookeeping, yeah. so go and be a doctor. So, so you can be a doctor, and yeah. then like each time you see an animal, you feel very sad. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or something. You know, you know yeah. what I mean. But, so, but do you think it's happening less right now? Um. Well, I think. Well, more courage. I do think things. that you know the beauty of the internet is that it has just made everything so accessible mm. you can basically learn anything you want anywhere in the world and have a pl- and, and let's say if you want to share that thing you can have a platform to do that but I'll ask you something and this is gonna probably not make me very popular because mm. we pursue something because we yeah. enjoy it we are passionate about it it's our dream but we're yeah. not good at it how well again would you continue pursuing it the thing is how can you be good at something if you're new to it you become good only after many, many, you know, like years of trial. And yeah, Malcolm Gladwell says 10,000 hours. Yeah. You know, I mean, like mastery does not take one hour. There's a reason why it's called mastery, you know. So, I mean, even you can be a prodigy, but if you do not put any time into it, you are never going to be at the level compared to somebody who has put in 10,000 hours. Wow. So, could you say that anybody who's watching this right now who has a dream of acting, singing, writing, expressing themselves, but they're not good at it right now. Yeah. But they, they are passionate, they enjoy it, should continue pursuing it. 
Of course, but I think, you know, the, the thing with chasing dreams is I think you need to be a responsible dreamer. I think a lot of people are like dreamers. They, they, <laughs> it's just like castled in the sky yes. kind of thing. But, 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 you know, yeah, I think that there's also the reality that you need to look after. Okay. So you need to understand that with a lot of things, I mean, let's say entertainment business, yeah. uh, entertainment business, yeah. for example, okay? You know, too many people focus on the entertainment. They focus on like the networking, this and that, but they forget it's also a business. You know, I think you need to understand that as a business also, and how would you do it as a business? I mean, like for myself, like, yeah, I'm an artist, I'm a singer, whatever, whatever. But at the end of the day, what I'm really selling is the NetHole product, mm. the NetHole brand, right? And and it is important to realize this distinction. And then the way you do things is going to be different. There's like a strategy to it. So so let me, let me break it down. So, I mean, we're talking about personal branding, right? Yeah. That first of all, we need to define for ourselves what our brand is all about. Yeah, I, I think you need to firstly define your objective, what you want out of that, and then you out of what out of the brand or out of just out of whatever it is you want to do, mm. right? You define your objective, and then you kind of like reverse engineer. Mm. So, what yeah. was your objective? My objective was to become a singer. <laughs> yeah. So that was the goal. Uh, right? and well. Okay, that was one of the objectives. Yeah. But I think what really is my objective is I want to, I want to be creating things and yeah. and being able to share those creative things, you know. And and it just happened that the things that you create comes in the form of notes and rhythm, right? That's songs. Yeah, or even telling a story. Mm. You know, telling a story is something that has been around since like ancient men, right? Totally, yeah. That's how like, you know, legends and, or even learning mm. or like history, it's all through storytelling. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's how people learn as well. Mm. Yeah. Um, to learn like concepts and, and things. It's all, it's all through storytelling. So I get you. So step number one is first ask yourself, what do we want out of this life? Yeah. Right. And, and in your case is you want to create. Yeah. Okay. So that's step one. Then step two, how do we make it happen? Because we want to, but maybe the world doesn't allow us to do it, right? The world. Wow. There you go. Yeah. Mark Manson actually said that too. The subtle art of not giving a f right? Right. And, but how do we have that? You really have a lot of balls when you do that. Like when you did Unleash, you did all your songs. This is me, right? You're saying this is my version of my song. This is what I do. Yeah. Obviously, you have your fans who mm. support you no matter what. But you also do get your critics and haters. How yeah. do you deal with them? So, of course, you know, when I was in my 20s, it, yeah. it wasn't so easy to deal with that because I I was still figuring things out for myself, mm. right? And, you know, sometimes you're still figuring out who you are, what you're good at or whatever. It is, it is a process, yes. right? But now I'm in my 30s. And I've been through some like, you know, like as well, but that I'm thankful for that because it makes me more clear on, on who I am as a person, what I know I can do. Mm. So when you are so sure of yourself, whatever people say really doesn't matter. And you realize that you, I don't need to explain anything to them as long as I know what my objective is and whether I am able to achieve or work towards that. But it objective. took you a while to get there, right? Of course, it took so me a while to get there. what was 20s like for you? Like, what, was, what was the theme for you in your 20s? Um, finding yourself or what? Not so much finding myself. I think like trying different things still is it's, it's very it's very aspirational. Mm. Um, but it's also learning to deal with, say, critics, for example. And I think, you know, the the easiest the best way to put everything into perspective yeah. is to look at things from a point of value. 
mm. right? Like, you know, what value are you bringing to the world? And I think in this world, everybody is, is you know, has a mindset of like, okay, what's in it for me? Yeah. Right? But if everybody is asking what's in it for me, then, then who is giving? Who's giving? Yeah. Who's giving? And, and, and then how do people perceive value? So in order to let people perceive you as having something of value to, to contribute or to say or whatever, you need to first give that value. Mm. Right? And, you know, and, and of course, there are going to be people who appreciate that value and there are going to be people who don't appreciate that value. Mm. But ultimately, like I said, if you resonate with your highest purpose, yep. there will be people who are also aspirational and that is going to resonate with them. Mm. And at the same time, you know, from a point of value, okay, say criticisms, right? Yep. If I find I have something valuable I can learn from the criticism, I will, I will take that upon myself. Mm. But at the same time, there's there's some criticism criticisms yeah. which is just not constructive at all and yeah. it does not give me any value. Or it gets very personal. Yeah, or it gets yeah. very personal. But ironically, these people don't even know me personally. So so why why should I let somebody I don't know like stop me from doing the things that I want to do? Does your criticism help me pay my bills? Mm. Like what value is your opinion giving to me? Fantastic. So, so, so what, let me, let me see if I can crystallize it. So what you're saying is that, first of all, I think we need to know our value to the world, right? What is it that we want to give to the world? I, I know. I think first of all, you need yeah. to know what value you, you have to yourself. What do you give to yourself? Yeah. What, what value do you want to create for yourself? Nice. And then okay. it always starts from self and then outwards Artists. to the world. Because so, if you are not fulfilled inside, how can you give to the world? Well said. And then if not, you'll be subjected to everybody's words and validation, yeah. right? Yeah, because you don't know who you are. So would you say it's about first having a relationship with yourself? Yes. Yes. Mm. And it's very important. And it's something that I learned from traveling. Oh, okay. What, what, how do you, I, how do you link that? So as I, became, as I became older, <laughs> you know, and, and have a bit more like financial yes. uh, um, um, spending capacity, power, capacity spend, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, I decided to do travel, sometimes even solo travel. And mm. it's great because, you know, I mean, if let's say you travel in a tour group or with friends and all that, you're still with people, right? Yes. You don't actually have that space to get to know yourself. Does totally, that make sense? Don't totally makes sense. Yeah. And, and with mobile phones, we don't really have a chance to get to know ourselves, yeah. right? Yeah, but when myself. you travel on your own, yeah. then you can only depend on yourself. Yes. You only have yourself for company. And at the same time, because when you're in a foreign place, right, you have no other person to, get to help. you know, so, so then you become more open to like talking to strangers and stuff. Of course, of course, you still need to be sensible yes, when you do that. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes what the stories that we build in our head is more scary than the reality out there. And, and yeah, I mean, like that, there's a lot of, there's a lot of bad stuff that's going on in the world, mm. but there's still a lot of good stuff despite the bad stuff. Mm. And, you know, I'm hoping that people can, can learn to focus on that. Hey, this is Eric here, just dropping in to check in on you. Are you getting value so far from this interview? Because if you are, I'm very happy for you. And I'm really curious to know what are some of the key takeaways. So. After the interview, go to social media, screenshot your learnings and tag me, all right? So that we can connect. Okay, okay. I'm going to leave you to listen to the rest of the interview. Enjoy. So go back to the traveling. How did the traveling help you to have a closer relationship with yourself? Mm, I think it was about 
broadening the mind mm. um, and again you know uh, it's the idea of growth right mm. because if you're in the same place that you know you're super comfortable with you have your entire support system yeah you you that's your whole world yes that's your whole world and it's really like a like yeah, a frog in the well, well. Yeah. kind of um of, of of situation but when you put yourself out there you realize hey there's this whole other massive world that is outside of what i'm familiar with yes you know and then that's where you grow and you learn and i mean just like how you know you, you can you can grow a lemon tree in a pot yeah. And it will still have lemons, but it's always going to be tiny. Yeah. Wow, so if nice. you want the tree to grow bigger, you have to put it in a bigger pot. Same thing goes for fish, right? You want the fish to grow bigger, you cannot keep it in yeah, that tiny bowl. You need tank. to put it in a bigger pond and, and all that. And then that's how big the fish will grow. So I guess traveling allows you to see more of that, like to discover yourself. And yeah, find discover, more yourself. discover yourself in relation to the entire world. Mm. And, and learn more things and see what value you can give to the world as well. I see. Is that also how that's how you discovered that you, you love creating things for people? You love yeah. sharing, expressing? I, 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 love, I love creating because, you know, um, despite, despite some of the so-called criticisms yeah. or whatever, but it has also helped um, a lot of people. I mean, there, there are people that say, you know, um, thanks, for, thanks for doing this. You have inspired me. And I'm like, Oh, wow. like how did I inspire you? I mean, at that time, I was just, yeah. I'm just doing things that I find fun, right? Yes. But by doing something that I find fun, yeah. I can create value and inspire people. Sure, send yeah. me win, up. Win. Yeah. yeah, you know? So, so in that sense, it, 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 it makes me feel, it makes me feel like, okay, you know, I am actually on the right track. Well, so yeah. I'm learning a lot from you. I'm learning about looking inwards. It's very weird, right? When we're building mm-hmm. our brand, we always thought that because branding is all about increasing our visibility and popularity in the world. So we mm. tend to be very outward facing. Well that, that like is on a very facing. that is actually on a very cerebral level. Huh. This year. Yeah, like okay. what you just said, yeah. you know, about the branding and marketing yeah. thing. And it's it's interesting because um I was listening to a podcast recently yes. and um I think the guy said something to the effect of like the aim of every business is not to build profit. I'm like what? What? Okay, then it's still, I'm very curious to know the part two of the sentence. <laughs> Not to build profit. So, so he said the aim of every business is personal growth. So whether whether you had a successful business or whether your business failed, did you grow from it? And ironically, when you focus on personal development and personal growth, your business will eventually grow if you that's why i mean if you look at all the ceos when they do when they do like their you know seminars and speeches yeah. and all that nobody really talks about specifics on like how to grow the business a lot of them are talking about concepts a lot of them are focusing on personal development yes, 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 yes. because you are the commonality to everything that you build exactly and the thing yeah. is if let's say you know you want to teach like tactics and technique or whatever yeah. okay it could be specific to only a very very niche like market, maybe if the product changes or if the or or if the the, the market the country changes, yeah. yeah or the market yeah. changes, right? Then you know it may not be applicable as well. It's not a one size fits all. But if you focus on personal development, it's a concept, right? It's a concept. So whichever business you do, whichever product you do, wherever you are, these are universal concepts that you can then translate into your business and produce results from that. And I think what a lot of people don't realize is that you know business is ultimately about people yeah right people people don't buy products people buy people does that yeah. make sense yeah. oh totally i say that because, yeah yeah I because like it, yeah. you know if if you have two products product a product b yes 
price wise same function is the same yeah okay similar lah okay but yeah. then only but you know the person who yeah. owns product a or, yes. or your friends with the salesperson from product a you will buy product a correct because it's somebody I'm familiar and I'm comfortable with. Right. Or likewise, if, if you know you have a bad experience with that person, you might hate the product even though the product did nothing to you. And then you can buy Because by virtue of association. Exactly. So that's why when you focus on personal development, then you know, like like you have a better relationship with people and, and your and your place in the world and everything. And 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 yeah, it just it just creates a really positive like ripple effect outwards. And it actually makes you even more charismatic and attractive. Yeah, kind of. Because because yeah. then you are you are like you know vibrating at a, at the higher, higher frequency. Higher frequency. Yeah. Nice. I hear a lot. Of, I mean, you see, that's a part of you that we do not know, right? So many of you, we see the glitzy side of you, but mm. you know, this is a net that I realize is very grounded, um, and into growth. You you started off by saying growth mindset. Yeah. <laughs> and personal development, and yeah. and if we record today's transcript, the number of times you use the word learn and being mm-hmm. open minded a lot, you know. Oh really. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's you. And, and that's what allow you to be able to navigate through all these complexities, right? Mm. That you, you become, I would say you're immune, mm. but I'll say that you are not a, flustered. A lot, more, a lot more fortified. Yeah, I oh, I love that word. You're, you're more fortified to criticism because that's not your highest value. Your yeah. highest value is not seeking validation. Your no. highest, highest value is seeking education. And actually, that is my worry with like, you know, social media and everything. Yeah. And I mean, even the best people are not immune to it. I mean, mm. I have a lot of friends who are not even depending on social media for for their work yeah. or or for their business mm-hmm. or whatever but you know like they will they will think like oh so and so didn't like my photo like like is that is that really a thing yeah, you know yeah. okay. like there are people like that there are people like that and it's some of them are like dear friends that i know and and what advice do you give them and no and and it it sucks it really sucks because I'm I'm hoping that they realize there's so much more to this world than social media. Social media, at the end of the day, it's like it's like money. It's a tool. You know, a, a lot of people think think that oh, um, like money is the root of all evil, or the love of money is the, is the root of all evil. But you know what? That is really more a reflection of who you are and yeah. your values as a person. Mm. To me, money is a form of energy. Mm. everything around us is energy right yeah it can agree. i mean the, the primary school textbook definition of energy is matter that can neither be converted nor created uh, that can neither be created nor destroyed it's only right. converted from one, one form, form to, to another, another. <laughs> this guy very brainy too. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you know like when you when you put all of that into perspective yeah. things like money and all that right i mean i have I have been, I have had my monk moments where like I've lost everything, right? At the end of, uh, when I finished like paying off everything I did for Unleashed, which yeah. by the way was like my own savings and, oh and stuff, okay. right? There was one day I still remember I was out with one of my friends and I went to draw money from the ATM yeah. and then I, I started laughing at the ATM. And then she's like, why? I'm like, mm, I only have $16. So it's like below the minimum twenty. Yeah, yeah, you can't like, even draw 20 I only have sixteen dollars to my entire name. Um, can I borrow like some money from you yeah. so that I can like take out money? <laughs> oh my god! Okay. Yeah, but you know, I think like what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Right? Yeah, but you can even laugh about it. Yeah, I mean, like what I can either laugh or I can cry. And you chose to. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it is funny and helpless. I mean, it, it, it's not like, it's not like I was dying. It wasn't a life yeah. of death situation, sure. you know, but, but I think, I think like you, yeah, you just need to put things into, into perspective. And a lot, 
I think it was Oprah Winfrey who coined this whole thing about like monk moment or something. Yeah. Right? So when you're at your monk moment, like you have nothing left to lose. Yeah. So, you know, that's when you actually become powerful. Yeah, because the only way is up, right? Yeah, the only way is up, you know, or, or I mean, my mom used to tell me, do you want to be a victim or do you want to be a victor? Yeah. So, so the same, the same situation can happen to two different people, but they can have two different outcomes purely because of how they chose to react Absolutely. to the situation. So going back to your friends and my friends and maybe even myself, like we do get affected by the likes, the follows, and I mean, humans are humans, right? You, you've been through it as well. Mm. What do you have to say to them? How can you help them uh, see the bigger picture that it's not that important? What would you say to them? I think firstly, you need to, again, look within and see, know yourself. Okay. Know yourself. Know what value you bring to the world. Know who you are as a person. Know what you can or cannot do. Because when you are very sure about that, you know, then you don't need external validation. So, for example, when I went to Taiwan, yes, um, there were people that said, okay, you know, before that you had like a, a Korean entertainment and everything, yeah. and then you go to Taiwan, you start from scratch because nobody knows me there. I started as a trainee. I was, I did like one whole year of purely training, no nothing, right? No, yeah. no fame, like that, yeah. no whatever. And they were like, how do you deal with that? Yeah. I mean, I'm like, so I, I said, well, in Singapore, because people expect me to be perfect all the time, but I'm somebody who loves to learn, right? And when you learn, you're bound to make mistakes. Yes. But, yeah. you know, people are just going to see the process first and expect like perfection, right? Yeah. And then maybe they might storm or what, or, or, or post then, on yeah. social media and say that, oh yeah, this network cannot dance, la, uh. da, 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 or whatever. But I mean, I am learning as well. I'm not a perfect human, right? Yeah. And people make mistakes when they learn. So, oh, absolutely. so I yeah. think in Taiwan, it was good because I had all the space to make mistakes. I had all the space to learn and improve. And I, and I grew a lot from there. So, <coughs> so it was actually, um, really refreshing for me. It was a breath of fresh air. And, and I felt it was something that I sorely needed in terms of like my creativity and all that. And also, I think at that point in time, I had a secret doubt about myself because before that, you know, when I became an artist, I was in my 20s, right? Yeah, you're doing very so well. I had, I had this like niggling thought at the back of my head that, okay, maybe I just got lucky. So I told myself, if I can go to Taiwan, start from scratch and still make something out of it, that is you. then I have what it takes. I have the substance. And you did because the year and later, your, your song broke and the records. I did. And I did. So, you know, that was actually, um, it was a process that was very empowering for me. So like when I, when I came back, you know, people look at me differently and, um, and, and because that's when the confidence actually came from within mm. rather than an external validation. Mm. And that was the start of me becoming bulletproof. Understand. So it's about creating certainty in your life where you're yeah. able to produce a certain result of your own capabilities. Yeah. And, and testing that. And, and, and yeah, and testing that and yeah. actually also being in a safe space where you can make mistakes. Yeah. Yeah, it's just unfair for you. Uh, I guess celebrity people tend to put you at a higher level of, you know. But I mean, but you, but you can't blame them as well because that is that is our job. Because I don't, right? That is our job as well, you so know? So how, where today, do you still have space for making mistakes? 
Uh, well, I do make mistakes, but you don't have to announce them. <laughs> ah, so you have your little experiment room where you make all the mistakes and then you showcase yeah, them. Yeah, like, it's like my mad scientist lab and all that. But I mean, well, having having said that also, I mean, I'm not afraid to make mistakes in front of people. I think I think right now in my 30s, you know, it's like if I make mistakes in front of somebody, yes. I know how to recover. I know how to laugh about it yes. because I'm sure of who I am. Certainty yeah. of who you are. Yeah. So it, again, it comes back to that. So, mm. so that's why I think it's really, really important to do a lot of inner work. So once you do that, you know, you don't really need this external validation and you become very, very like driven. Yeah. Okay, good. So inner work, what, what does inner work means to you? Like personal development. Improving yeah. yourself, improving or yourself, knowing your the, strengths, your yeah, values, yeah. and how you want to contribute to the world. Yeah. And know, yeah, knowing what you want to do. Mm. and setting your own rules yeah and just focus yeah. just focusing on that yeah because That's, another thing i learned recently yeah. is also whoever controls the story controls your life so do you, whoever controls the story controls your life okay so if let's say sense. you are relying on external validation to tell your story yeah then you are not in control of your life and it's scary but if you are the one that controls your story means you you are empowered you 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 keep the power in your court right so then you decide what you want to and do can i say life. that controlling your story means you decide the kind yes. of life you want to live yes so many people so many people give out give up their power why do you do that you're a human being you are like powerful how do we give up our power Give me we an did, instance of how we gave up our power we give up our power by looking for external validation good point you know we yeah. give up our power by thinking that okay this thing happened to me so i'm a victim oh nice one yeah or or rely on people like you said like, rely on people to validate us yeah i mean okay. you, you know like another thing i like to tell people is 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 um we cannot control the cards that life deals us true but we can control how we want to play those cards yeah so there are people that are born with a silver spoon in their mouth. They come from a good family background and all that, but their life amounts to nothing because they end up finding meaning in like, you know, like, I don't know, drugs, sex, yeah. rock and roll or whatever, yeah. right? It's and, funny how you use rock and roll together with sex and drugs. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then there are people that are born with nothing. Maybe like horrible background, abusive parents, whatever, but yet they are able to make something of their life. What is your excuse? Exactly. What is your excuse? Exactly. Wow. So, wow. So it's the story you tell yourself. You yeah. keep telling a victim story, like, you know, the world owes me things. And, and that's yes. how. I mean, the world was here first. It owes you nothing. I have no patience for people who are entitled. Mm. Like, even, even if you're famous or even if you're not famous, even if you're poor or whatever, you know, you think people should like donate stuff to you. Or, I work for every single thing. You create your own luck. You know, uh, I read this quote. You remember Spider-Man? Yeah. Uncle Ben gave Spider-Man an advice, which is with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah. Now this author reversed it. He said, with great responsibility come great power. When Actually, you start to that... control your response to things, boom, like what you said, we become powerful. And when you become powerful, we become attractive because people want that kind of power and they don't have it. So they sit, they, they rest on yours first. They listen to your music. They watch how you live your life and then they do the same thing. Mm. And I, I feel that, that I, you, I, I liked what that, that yeah, author the, the did. Thing, yeah, right? yeah, just boom. Like so cool. <laughs> Blow my mind. Yeah, that now, was cool. Let, let's talk a little bit about tactics. I mean, I think we learned so much about you, your net whole story. Mm -hmm. It's about learning to have a relationship with yourself and, and, and being open to learning. 
And as you learn, you discover more of yourself. You kind of put it together and you tell your own story. Yeah. I, I thought that was my biggest takeaway today. Mm. I decide what kind of story I want to tell. I decide what kind of values I want to put out there and what I stand for. Yeah. If you like it, join me. If you don't like it, I'm sorry. It's okay. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, we don't need validation. Yeah. It's amazing. I mean, like, <laughs> it is madness yeah. to persuade somebody to love you. Oh, but it happens a lot. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> if somebody doesn't love you, why are you wasting all your time and energy on this person? Just say thank you next, right? Thank you next. And, 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 but and, it goes back to that, that thing that you just said, self-worth, right? How, how, how much we value ourselves. Because yeah. if we don't value ourselves, then people won't value us. Yep. Now, I, I, I'm just curious. You have been doing this for a long time. You're an independent artist right now. You're yep. on your own, own resources and everything. And recently, uh, if you guys don't know, he was on this uh, FOMO, right? Uh, what's the full thing that you were on? Oh, no cool. sleep, no FOMO. No sleep, no FOMO. And it was a, a program by view which right? is which is um which is like a kind of like paid app kind of, i mean basically it's watch like, yeah it, it's like one of those those up and coming streaming apps yeah. right no but you get a lot of exposure you know that yeah uh, um you're on your own but you still get a lot of exposure what what's your what's your strategy man? how do you do it <sighs> well honestly i don't really know <laughs> Well, okay, I, I, I think because, yes. you know, ultimately it's a, it's a people business, right? Yes. So people need to like working with you. Yes. Okay. Right? So I think as long as, you know, I, I just treat people how I would want to be treated. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't bother like diva tantrums or whatever because I think the stupidest thing anybody can do hmm. because, you know, being an artist is kind of like being a stock market, right? There are cycles. Sometimes you're yeah. up, sometimes you're down. Yes, yes, yes. When you're down, if you're mean to people... People remember. Right? People remember. People <laughs> always people can forget what you do, but they always remember how you make them feel. Yeah. Well said. So, you know, like, like, like I think generally when, when I go on set, I want it to be an enjoyable experience for everybody. Mm. And like I said, people buy people, right? So if they have an enjoyable experience working with you, they will, they will want to work with, work with you, you again. again. Yeah. So is that how it happened? Like these people, the production, they have worked with you before. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. So it's all about relationships. It is all about relationships. And this is something that can only be built like over many over years, mm-hmm. over time. And so you need to be consistent. So, you know, there are some people that, um, that are like nicer to people who can help them and like not so nice to other people who they think are not useful. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. But sometimes those people actually like get ahead in life. Yeah, and they remember, seasonal, yeah. right? So, I mean, I would have a lot more respect for you if let's say you're a bitch to everybody, then people go, oh yeah, yeah, this person is like that, huh. you know, and nice to everybody. So the trick is really consistency. <laughs> be authentic. Yeah, be authentic. Yeah. You know, people, people can accept that. I mean, I yeah. have friends who are like really direct and, and all that. And, you know, like if people who don't know them, they're like, oh, this person is a bitch, yeah. right? But, you know. But he's consistent, so but, he's congruent. But they are, but they are consistent. Yeah. And, 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 you know, I would appreciate friends like that as well because I know that whatever comes out of their mouth is not bull. Got it. So, yep. you see, the people watching this, right, they, they are definitely not in the entertainment industry. They're in the business industry, yep. right? And, I mean, if you think about it, business and entertainment is still business, right? It is. It, I mean, there are a lot of transferable skills. So, I yeah. mean, in business as well, you are still dealing with people. Yeah, exactly. Right? And you still need to be consistent because only when you're consistent, then people know what your brand is. Mm. <coughs> and, uh, so, consistent in terms of the story. Who are you, right? What's yeah, your who value? are you? What makes you different? Yeah. So that's one. Uh, any other tips for them, like in terms of building their exposure, like becoming highly sought after, like to be more well known, be more well loved, be more well respected. 
they'll sit down with you and ask you for some advice, especially if you've been in this media industry for so long. What would be some two to three things, tips that you can give them to help them? Well, I think consistency also not just in the things you do, but if let's say they want to build like a brand on yes. social media, for yes. example, consistency is also really important because, you know, I mean like, if people are following you, they want to come back and see you like fresh content, right? Yeah. So you need to be consistent with that as well. Because if let's say maybe you you update like five posts in one day and then like you stop you updating for like three weeks and yeah. then suddenly you post one post, people are going to be gone before that because there's so much noise in the world. Yeah. So much things like, you know, screaming for our attention, Correct. right? Yeah. So, so, you know, I mean like people are going to be different. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> nice. So being consistent in terms of who you are to the world, but yeah. also being consistent in your social media, your yeah. content Yeah, posts. I mean, if let's say purely from a strategic yeah. business point of view, yeah. that consistency is valuable as Perfect. Well. Any other tips? Any other thing that we can do? Um, Relationships? Like, who do we need to make friends with? Even though, like you said, we should not just make friends because we want to get something yeah. out of it, right? Well, I think, I think just be open because there's always things that you can learn from everybody. Um, mm. But I think also be very careful about the company that you keep. Okay. I mean, I read somewhere that, you know, show me your five, show me five of your closest friends yes. and I can show you your future. Well said. Well said. Yeah. So hang out with the right people or can I almost say that hang out with the people that you would love to become? I would say hang out with people that are smarter than you. I like that. There's a saying, like, oh, we are like super like spewing quotable quote. I think this whole show, right? We just, just give quotes after quotes. Uh, the quote is like this. If you are the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. <laughs> Yeah. I like that one. So very nice. So hang out with people who are smarter than you, wiser than you, more accomplished than you, so that you mm. can learn to be like them, right? They lift you up. Yeah. Tell us. But well, name. then again, yeah. if based on based on that that yeah. theory, right? Yeah. If you're the smartest person in the room, you should leave. Yeah. Then, 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 yeah, then you hang out with people that are smarter than you, then nobody will hang out with you. Then it comes from the point of view of mentorship. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, are you likable enough that um, like say that? Well, you know, just ask people to be your mentor. There is, I think people are afraid to ask permission. Oh my God, it's like a repeated theme here, right? Yeah, yeah just, ask just ask for it. If it's, if it's something that you want, you know, ask people about it. I think a lot of these mentors, because they, they obviously would have to have to go through yes. to get to where they are, yes. right? So if somebody comes from a place of like genuine, um, like, like, like wanting to learn, yeah. then, you know, and they ask them, Hey, you know, how do I do this? Correct. I believe most successful people are more than happy to pay share. For it. Because yeah. an important thing to note is that su most successful people, well, I would say all successful people have an abundance mindset. They're not of the kind, they're not of the mindset where, but if I share this with you, you know, you're going to like encroach on my territory. Yeah. Oh, I teach you two, two, two tactics and I keep the last yeah, one. Yeah, those, those are the wannabes. And these are the people who are not sustained in their career. No, right? no. They, they, they may be achievers, but they are not leaders and it's not, for long term. So that's why the, the mental blueprint is really important. So, you know, somebody who's really successful, I, I truly believe that if you genuinely ask them from a sincere place, they would be more than happy to be your mentor. Very nice. Yeah. Now, we spoke so much about your story. We so, spoke a lot about uh, tactics, right, in terms of building our exposure. Tell us a little bit about your business. I mean, Ned is in the business of biohacking, right? Tell us more about that. Something different about you. Okay, well, well may, may, maybe I will share a little bit about my entrepreneurship journey, please, right? Please do. So, yeah. um, 
So I like I like eating. <laughs> really? So I, a lot of my business uh, kind of deals <laughs> with like you know FMB. So I uh, about two years ago I started this uh, traditional um, uh, brick and mortar brick and business, business, right? Yeah. Uh, which was called Love Bento. Mm. Um, and I mean that has since closed uh, uh, in September because our lease ended and they wanted to refresh the entire concept. Um, but having said that, you know that there were a lot of valuable lessons I learned from there. And then after that, I also tried like um, the what you call it, the franchise model, yes. uh, which was like Bobby Footy, which is a bubble tea from Taiwan, and say Chizu, which was the cheese. Is it the thing that the stretch? Oh, that was yeah. by you. Oh yeah. my god! I don't know. I'm just a small shareholder in oh, that oh, one. Oh, we, we yeah. saw that. Yeah. But I mean, okay. it was interesting because because you know, um, by working with different people and on these different models, yes. I learned different things okay. about business and about myself as well. And then, uh, um, but it's always about food because I think <laughs> you know, food is something that is very. It's very um innate to the human condition, right? Like like you know, we depend on food for survival and, right. and it I yeah, I food makes me happy. Isn't it celebrating? Food makes me happy. <laughs> makes uh, happy. So now the recent one is actually uh, a network marketing model, which okay. to be very honest, initially I was I had my reservations. Yeah. But having done it for a while and understanding the 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 heart of the company, you know, it um I I I begin to appreciate actually it's a really elegant business model. And especially when you marry with technology nowadays. Mm. I mean, you know, some of the main benefits was was the fact that I don't need to worry about shipping, inventory, warehousing, fulfillment. I don't need to worry about paying staff salaries and, and all that. Yeah. Because I mean everybody is commission based, right? Correct. Like based on like the referral Correct. fees and stuff. So, you know, I, I think I think it's a pretty elegant business model if you do it correctly. Mm. I think a lot of people are turned off from it because of, you know, like really overly pushy salespeople and, yep. and stuff. But for me, I believe in leading with education. And so this brings me back to the point of the, the product, which is like, uh, uh, exogenous ketones. And it, it is fascinating to me because it's, it's kind of in the area of like biohacking. Yeah. It's like, it's not like the word biohacking. Biohacking, <laughs> which is, uh, basically trying to, you know, squeeze out, uh, like the most optimum performance from your human body. And mm. a lot of that actually, um, is in the, uh, falls within the realm of like nutrition. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, we are in a society mm. whereby, whereby we work really long hours. Uh, people are tired. They don't have energy and, and, that nutrition is not always the best. I mean, sometimes you grab food because it's convenient, right? But not because it's nutritious. That's true. And, you know, the human body is an amazing machine. But if you don't treat it right, it's not going to run at its optimum. Agreed. So that's why I think this is really important for a lot of people. So so tell us a little bit about, because I I, I think we had a conversation about that and it opened my mind, right? Yep. Do you mind giving us like a cliff note version of what's ketones? And how does it help us? Okay, so basically, um, you know, like the hum- uh, when we're all born, we're yes. born in a state of ketosis, which is a, a, a fat-burning state, right? Mm. We rely on fat as our primary source of fuel, actually. And even a mother's breast milk contains ketones. Mm. So ketones is basically um, basically what your, your body, um, like when you burn, your liver converts fat cells into ketones. Correct. Yeah, for energy and your body can only function on um carbs proteins and fats as mm. as these primary sources Source and then it's converted to two sources of energy glucose and and um and ketones mm. which is what your brain can can use 
So, I mean, generally, a lot of people think that, you know, okay, so taking exogenous ketones, they, they kind of like treat it as a fat loss supplement, yeah. which, yes, while it is effective in that way, but that is not the primary <laughs> function. The primary okay. function really yeah. is, is as a brain fuel. It's an incredible brain fuel that, you know, gives you great energy, yeah, better like mental clarity and focus. You know, sometimes like if you have a really heavy carb meal, you just get this like yeah. fog, you right? And you just feel sleepy and yeah. all that. So it gives you amazing mental clarity and focus and better mood and better sleep. And this is really important in our society nowadays because, you know, we have to do so many things within the day. I mean, even as an entrepreneur and sometimes the businesses that I run is on top of my filming. Yeah. I really need the energy. So yes. I came to it like for the fat loss aspect of that because I had to do weight really quickly for a role. Yeah. But I stayed because of these other amazing benefits, benefits. that I got from it. So and, yeah. and, and that built quite a community. That was how I got to know this whole keto community. What was your central philosophy when it comes to building communities? My again, I think it comes back to you know resonating with your highest purpose, mm-hmm. and it was the intention that I I put out there. Because if my intention was just to make sales, yes, then you know it becomes transactional. Exactly. Yeah. But my intention was, this is good. I want more people to know. So it came from wanting to help people, honestly. Yeah, and it's it's it comes from a place of wanting to create value mm. because it's such a new product. And yeah. there's, I think even with regards to the keto diet and all that, there's a lot of misinformation out there. There's a lot of people that even confuse Atkins diet with the keto diet, which by the way, they are two completely separately different things. Um, but you know, um, yeah, when it comes from a place of, I'm, I want to give you this value. Yeah, I want okay, to give fine. you this education. Yes. You make your own. I'm, I'm, I'm giving you the knowledge, laying it out on the table, you and you make your own decision. You know, there's a saying, another nice quote, that the amount of money you make mm-hmm. is the market's feedback of your value. Oh, that's nice. Nice, right? Yeah. So I, I love how you say it, that, that you don't really worry about the money. Money is just a feedback, like yeah. an energy. It's a feedback yeah. of the energy, of how much energy you put into the world. Yeah. And I guess that's how you build community and that's how you guys should build your community from an angle of not wanting validation, which I learned that from you, not from an angle of wanting to profit from your community, but always starting from caring, yeah. serving value. Or like what value do you create in this world? I love it. Yeah. I love it. And, and when you define your, your yourself by the value that you give the world, then the validation is a non-issue. Yeah. Because that's not what you're asking for. Yeah. So Ned, you know, in closing, what would be an advice that you would give to people watching this interview right now? How can they have the best year ever? I think if you want to have the best year ever, you need to remember to connect with yourself. Um, something I learned in recent years is the concept of self-care. You know, I think we are too hard on ourselves sometimes. So be kind to yourself, even if it's something like taking five extra minutes to 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 do your hair even you know make yourself feel good in the morning start your day right and be kind to yourself that means also you know eat right treat your body right it works really hard for you and treat your brain right read the right things talk to the right people you know keep learning um don't stop don't stop moving because when you stop moving you die (laughs) that's good right yeah. I love it. Self-care. Self-care. Yeah? We care a lot about everyone else but ourselves. Yeah, it starts from within because yeah. if, if your needs are not fulfilled, then you know you're you're just gonna run empty if you if you if you try to give to the world when you're not fulfilled inside. 
I love this. Yeah. So ladies and gentlemen, this is Nat Ho. Uh, it's been a very huge pleasure spending time with him. I hope you enjoy yourself as well. If you guys want to stay in touch with Nat, you're curious to know more about biohacking, I'm going to put the link in the bio. So go check him out. Go check out everything that he's talking about. And I do support him in all his other creative work. Uh, not because you like him only, but because it supports a message that I feel uh, I resonate a lot, which is all of us have value in this world. And instead of trying to criticize a person's expression of value, why not celebrate it? And then we will celebrate yours as well when it comes to your world, your time to show your showcase your talent to the world. If you enjoy this interview, I have many, many more interesting personalities, many, many more interesting, highly sought after personalities that I love to introduce to you. And I look forward to bringing you more people in a show called hashtag highly sought after. Thank you so much for listening to the entire interview. I trust that it was valuable to you. Now, it would mean the world to me if you could write me a review. So who knows? Your review may be featured in the very next episode. So what are you waiting for? Go, go, write a review now. Hashtag highly sourced after.